0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe tap-to-pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. Welcome to DTNS Experiment Week. All this week, DTNS is on summer vacation, but in its place is Experiment Week, where our producers and contributors are trying out new show ideas and releasing them right here on the DTNS feed. Enjoy.
2: African Americans are being arrested, charged, and held on faulty ID matches. Twitter favors faces with lighter skin tones. Even black Twitter. Autonomous vehicles be out here, pedestrian Bowling with Fo. facial recognition, artificial intelligence, and algorithms in general really ain't filling us. And in the first episode of the Tech John, we are going to discuss why. Welcome to the Tech John. I'm your host Rob Dunwood, and joining me are two OGs in the tech industry that have been reporting on what's going on in the tech community for years. Stephanie Humphrey, aka Tech Life Steph. And brother Tech, or he's known by his government name, Terrence Gaines. So how are y'all doing this afternoon?
3: I'm doing all right, man. Doing all right, can't complain, man. Trying to navigate these back to school shenanigans with my kids (laughs) (laughs) with this whole masks and COVID and contact tracing and you know, just trying
2: to navigate a whole thing and Pray over my babies. as they I go know back that's great. Right. <laughs> I know how you feel. my uh, My youngest is about to start her senior year uh, tomorrow. I think tomorrow or Thursday. So yeah, it's like let's let's just get through the school year, right? So so we got we
3: got we got Rob over here who's an empty nester. It looks like he got the last kid out. Is that correct? This
2: will be the last one. The last, last one. I I've got um, you know they never really leave because my <laughs> right, oldest. Right. My oldest moved out to D.C. for f- what? She was out there for a few years uh, for grad school. She now lives less than a mile away from me. Yeah, but she out the house. I mean, y'all can do some adult right. things. Is that she went out the house? But, Wait, all but right, you, right.
0: You, you ain't got mouths she, to feed.
2: She, right. she, could, she could stop by. It's you know, when she was in D.C., she couldn't just come by. At least if mm-hmm. you could come back to Columbus, make it be inconvenient to stop by the crib. But <laughs> I have to give it to her. She lived a mile away. She uh she really ain't coming by that much.
0: Listen, yeah, she got her, she got her own life. She got right. stuff to yeah. do. Stuff yeah, going do. On, places oh. to be.
3: Unlike me, I gotta make sure some music is playing in the background late at night. <laughs> so wow, right? So so like I said, got a Rob over here, empty nester. I'm I'm a middle aged adolescent. You know, got one. In pre-K, I'm so, so old, man. And we got step right. out here, out in these streets.
0: Listen, but my <laughs> mother actually lives with me. Oh, uh, oh so that's so, a whole nother
3: dynamic, so right? So that's a
0: whole nother dynamic, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: it's interesting to say the least.
2: <laughs> so we should probably tell the people what The Tech John is. It's a uh, you know new podcast. We're not going to even call this episode one, but um, what we wanted to do was put a show together where folks who look like us can talk about tech that affects us the way that it affects us without having to, you know, code shift. You know, we're just going to put it out there, you know, like it is. And, uh, you, know, you know, Tech Life Steph has been doing this for years. You know, we see her on Good Morning America and stuff like that. You know, Brother Tech is out here doing conferences. And, you know, I'm like, is that Is that my dude doing a conference? He ain't tell me about. So I had to actually hit him up for that. Just uh, what was that? That was last week, wasn't it? That was last week. uh, Uh, Yeah. Now everything's done. You know,
3: uh, new technology. Everything is virtual now. So, you know, it it may have. (laughs) I ain't going to try to blow up a spot or anything like that. But it looked alive last week. But Mm. I taped that episode, that segment, like a month ago. So (laughs) the power of technology nowadays. We love to see it. right? (laughs)
2: Virtual summits sort are of the thing. So, uh, and like, you know, I, I have been, um, you know, a part of uh, DTNS for, I don't know, two, three years now. And uh, just having a conversation with uh, Tom Merritt, who uh, heads up Daily Tech News Show. And, you know, just through conversations that we've had was how the idea for the tech job was born. We're basically, you know, we wanted to, uh, you know, bring a show from our perspective. That's not something that you see a lot um you know in the IT industry so um ex- I, you know I'm a retired you know I guess I can call myself that a retired you know technical executive I've been in the industry for I don't know since 95 and just got out of it back at the end of uh 2019 right before the pandemic started and uh I like talking and blogging and podcasting and being on camera and all that kind of stuff. So we're trying to see if we can't make this into a new career for myself. And uh, like I said, you know, Brother Tech, you just, you know, told folks what you do. Uh, you know, Stephanie, you, you, you out here doing this. So, you know, tell the people where, who don't know you, uh, you know, where you stem from.
0: Well, um, so thank you for having me. I think this is a, is a great idea to just get these, Tech issues from the perspective of people of color because, like you said, we don't we don't see that enough in the space uh, at all. But yeah, I am a former engineer. I was an engineer for thirteen years. I, I have an undergraduate degree in electrical engineering and a master's degree in telecommunications and networking engineering um, from FAMU and the University of Pennsylvania, respectively. Rattlers Yuck. in the building. Yuck. Rattlers in Yuck. the house. Yuck.
3: We're not going to talk about BCU. this. Eventually, we're going to get into this Tennessee State versus FAMU thing. Um, There is no versus, really. That's
0: not really a competition or a contest. So, there's not really anything to get into. All right. All right. All right. Um, We we, we know what it
3: is. Okay. Uh,
0: But, proud HBCU graduate. Um, and Ivy league graduate and, um, yeah, worked for, worked for 13 years as an engineer with a, with a company that shall not be named. And, um, Just wasn't satisfied, wasn't fulfilled with the work, wasn't really, um, happy there and, and started doing a bunch of different things in the, in the media and entertainment space. So, I mean, I've, I've acted, I've modeled, I've, I've reported traffic for news, uh, stations in, in Philadelphia, um, and back in 2011 so it's been what that's 10 years ago 10 years. uh pivoted the brand since I had all this background and education and training and technology and I, and I'm and I'm an engineer I was born an engineer so I love technology <laughs> that that didn't go away while I was doing all those other things I just hadn't seen how to make the connection yet, but in 2011 was able to make that connection between um, all of the media stuff I was doing and, and all of my technical background and training and a tech life expert was born. So, you know, I basically just get to show people how technology makes their lives easier on a variety of different platforms. I was the tech contributor to the Harry show. Um, I worked for HP as their on-air spokesperson at QVC. Um, And now I am currently a freelance Contributor to ABC News, where I do tech segments for Good Morning America and GMA3, What You Need to Know, do some stuff for SiriusXM, um, local stations here in Philadelphia, Fox 29, uh, radio stations. Uh, I write for, uh, I used to write for Ebony, Ebony.com. I now write for the Philadelphia Sunday Sun. Um, and just, you know, out here spreading the tech gospel in these streets, pretty much.
2: So, so I actually knew of you. Before Terrence, you know, uh, hit me to you. And he was like, you know, he was like, because he and I were, you know, we had the first conversations about this show. And he's like, oh, yeah, um, I'm going to hit a couple of my peeps up. And then he did he sent me your bio? Uh, I think he just sent me your, your Twitter handle. And I was like, oh, like that tech life stuff from TV. <laughs> and it's like. It's like you know you kind of buried that in the lead that you actually do people who really do this. So like, I'm I'm really happy to have you here. So that Terrence means my brand is working love. for me. Terrence <laughs> don't get this kind of love. He know you know he and I. How long have we known each other? It's got to be what eight nine years now. It's oh, yeah, been a minute. When you, back when you was a remarkable. <laughs> don't don't remind me. Don't remind uh, me. uh the BlackBerry. I'm, I'm still, you, I'm, still that, <laughs> I'm still upset about that man. I'm still upset about that. Steph, I used to run a BlackBerry enthusiast website. Wow. It was This is back in the day. So, I mean, I think I started that site like in 2006. So it goes way back.
0: You was standing for BlackBerry that hard?
2: Hard. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, back then, that's all there was. Yeah, you're I mean, right. mean but this is this it, is you know this is before I, the iPhone. This is listen, before Android. I, I
0: get it. You 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 ain't look. You ain't got justify. I'm just saying that's 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 a lot of a lot of love. Yeah, for, you, for, you, see for, you see the gray
2: hair. I've been doing this for a while. The BlackBerry <laughs> right. was the joint back. In the day I listened, before, decided I not do to, not
0: disagree. I, yeah. I had one, but yeah. I <laughs> would never have started a a, a stand account. <laughs>
2: <Wow>. <laughs> that led me into meeting Terrence. So, <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, it all so, worked out. <laughs> so it all worked out. So if, if enough, for no other reason, Terrence and I became boys. Like I so said, we've known each other for, like I said, it's, it got to be eight or nine years. So, uh brother Tech, why don't you tell the folks about yourself a little bit? No problem. Uh, Terrence Gaines, like I mentioned,
3: also known as Brother Tech in these technology streets, uh, started off as a blogger blogging about uh, just technology in general. My wife, uh, she got tired of me talking to technology about her. So she said, you know what you need to do? You need to tell somebody else. So that's how Brother Tech, the website. Was born, talked about technology in general. That kind of led me to freelance writing, almost in the same circles that kind of Stephanie went through. You know, uh, wrote for Black Web 2.0, uh, wrote for Ebony, wrote for Black Enterprise, wrote for a lot of different websites about technology. The blogging led me to be an influencer where you know, talk about all the Crappy technology out there. You get the free samples of the stuff that you can't sell, but you don't want to throw away. So I did that whole spiel. Uh, that led me into actually, uh, doing a little bit of consulting. So, um, I am an IT professional at heart. Like I said, I've been, uh, doing IT for, man, shoot, almost 10 10- 20 years now. Uh, like uh, Stephanie mentioned, I went to the better half of some of these HBCUs <laughs> out here at Tennessee State wah, University. Wah.
0: Wah,
3: wah. <laughs> uh, and like I said, man, um, always been interested in technology, always been in- interested in the gaming. And that kind of led me into uh, Mac Consulting. So I actually do, I'm actually an Apple certified uh, support professional where I have multiple clients throughout the city where I do all sort of Apple. IT support, whether it be setting up cloud services, Microsoft 365, um, Google Suite app, Google, what is it? Google Apps for Business now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, set up all those things. And I still, like I said, from time to time, uh, do some writing for PC Magazine. Uh, me and my co-host of my podcast, um, make sure I plug my own podcast here, Snob OS. We are Apple snobs. And That's small story hilarious. about that is... Um, <laughs> Again, when I was at home telling my wife about technology, my wife had a coworker telling her about technology while she was at work. And she's like, y'all need to get together. So that's how our website, our podcast rather was uh, created, where we talk all things Apple and then some. So we talk Apple technology news, technology news, and then anything that we want to talk about, social media related, culturally related, so on and so forth. So again, that is just of me, like I said, husband
2: uh, and father to three kids. Okay. So, uh, you know, good stuff. And I'm I'm not going to spend a bunch of time talking about myself because I don't have any accolades like y'all got. I basically <laughs> do the SMR podcast Been doing that with my boys for five hundred and twelve, 13 episodes, somewhere in there. So we've been doing this since I think we started in 2010. And uh, it's a tech show um, by three tech executives that look like we look um, and we talk about tech like folks talk about football. And also, I'm a regular contributor on uh, Daily Tech News Show, which is the, um, you know, the birth ground for this show. And r- really, just a little bit more about this show. We, you know, as I said earlier, we wanted to bring, you know, some, some heavyweights in the industry uh, that know how to talk on a mic and talk about tech um, and, and, and just, you know, cover uh, stories from a different perspective. I don't want to say a second perspective or, you know, but 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 a different perspective. Text hits African Americans differently than it hits, you know, others. So we wanted to just kind of bring, um, you know, some of those differences, uh, you know, to light and, and have a conversation. And in the, in the idea for this particular show, um, where we're going to really, you know, dive into, um, facial recognition and, uh, you know, algorithms, artificial intelligence, um, you know, it was kind of born out of, you know, I was just looking at a story, um, and this is nothing new. I think this happened, you know, a couple of years ago, but a brug got all kind of hemmed up because some facial, you know, facial ID, um, that wasn't even close to being accurate, misidentified him. And I'm just looking at this story of this, bro, who had to go through all these hoops. I mean, he spent several nights in jail, locked up, um, all because his photo ID looked like a picture of a grainy black man. I mean, that, that's literally the only, uh, you know, relationship between what this man actually looks like and the picture that they had. He was black. I think that was the the criteria. That, that, I think they, they uh, were
0: like, the, they same too. <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> rough, the same size, like roughly but, the same size, but, but it's like that could literally be anybody.
2: It And it's like anyone who would have looked at it would have said, well, no, that's clearly not him because it, it wasn't like they were similar. It was like, it, it was completely a different person, but it's not something that, you know, uh, is an enigma in the industry. I mean, these kinds of things happen all the time. So, you know, just want to start the conversation with you guys about, you know, you know, what's going on with these algorithms? Why are they not feeling this? The way that they probably hate should?
0: Him. And just for a little background, we want to, we want to get our brother, his, his props. His name is Robert Julian Borshak Williams. This was in Detroit, um, back in, uh, like you said, 2019, I think was it last, it might have been last January actually, cause I'm looking at the New York times piece right now, but, um, and, and yeah, he was accused of, um, stealing some watches, shoplifting some watches from a high end store, uh, in the Michigan, in the, uh, Farmington Hills area. And they showed up at his house, like literally, you know, guns drawn, kids outside crying and, you know, the whole nine. And, and even once they realized they had the wrong guy, cause they literally showed him the picture and he held the picture up to his face and he's like, this ain't me. And they're like, Oh, like literally said, I guess the computer got this one wrong, but still couldn't let him go still and still released him without prejudice. That's the thing. When the prosecutor dropped the cake, dropped the charges in this case, they dropped them without prejudice, which means that they can go back and recharge him if they need to. So even with the visual, you know, uh, uh, verification that this is not the person you're looking for, they still ain't trying to let the brother off the hook completely. So it's it's right. just, you know, just real indicative of, of, you know, the bias in the criminal justice system that goes along with the bias in, in AI.
3: Right. And that's just what I was going to say, because, you know, we are all familiar with the Oh, you fit the description when it comes to police, you know, uh, activity, when it comes to our interactions with the police. And the reason why I think a lot of people that look like us have a problem with this new artificial intelligence, artificial uh, technology as it comes to facial recognition is because it brings up all those Traditional, stereotypical—it's
0: triggering. <laughs>
3: exactly, yeah. it is triggering when it comes to technology because we can argue all day long and say, "Okay, well, this person, this police officer, this official, whatever the case may be, they may have a background, they may have an upbringing that breeds racial, you know, being uh, uh, suspicious at at least, racial at most, right? But how do we wrestle with that when it comes to technology because we? With technology, like, okay, well, this is supposed to make our lives better. And more importantly, how does technology have bias? But when in actuality, we come up with all these stories, we'll share all these details about bias in technology. And it's like, well, how did we get here? You know, and it's kind of hard for a lot of people. You know, people who specifically don't look like us to say, well, you're as impossible, you're reaching, you know, it's technology, you know, how can it have bias? And, you know, we're trying to tell people, you know, for lack of a better term, look, you know, this technology is coded by humans. It is coded by actual people, you know, so
2: that bias is going to carry over into the technology realm. Yeah. And there's there's multiple types of biases, um, and the biggest one at play, probably when it comes to AI and, uh, you know, and algorithms in general is just implicit bias. I mean, you didn't mean to be racist. You just didn't do things to make sure that you, that, that you weren't. Um, and that's, that's one of the ones that's hardest for people who don't feel like, well, I didn't, I didn't do this intentionally. They don't feel like they've done something. Therefore, well, if I didn't, if I don't feel like I did it, then maybe it really didn't happen the way that you're perceiving it. Maybe, maybe you're wrong right and um you know the, the situation here is that like I said, th- this thing that happened to this guy in michigan is horrible the police tell him as they are putting him in handcuffs at gunpoint yeah this doesn't look like you <laughs> <laughs> yet they still arrest him they still take him he still spends the night in prison or, or in jail he still has to go out and shell out for a lawyer he still has to do all these things and If you could see the picture that they had in the picture of him, it was a black man, roughly the height of the burglar, um, who had a short haircut. That's 40% of all bros. You know, walking around the streets of Detroit, <laughs> so yeah, it, it it is a big issue. But it's not just you know you know about the police here. You know, you know one of the things that, that kind of stood out to me as we started doing a little bit of research on this is that they say that it could be 100 times, you know, more inaccurate for right. women of color.
0: Well, that's the thing that stood out to me. Ding ding ding. Hello, hello,
2: hello. They said 10, it, is,
0: one- it is most inaccurate. For black women between 18 and 35. And it's not even close. It's by far. Most inaccurate. Like so it's inaccurate for like white men sometimes, and sometimes it gets white women wrong, and then sometimes it gets, you know, maybe Asian people. And then, you know, then it gets the brothers wrong a little bit. But then at the bottom of the totem pole, which 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 is par for the course in America, let mind you, black women at the bottom. Yet again with the most erroneous, you know, returns in 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 verification and whatever recognition. Like so that that gave me pause because I was like, damn, that's that's me. That's gonna be yeah. me. That's me stopped on the street. Tomorrow. And, and somebody say, this you, you know, and and it's not me at all. So it's just like we really, really, really have to to get to work and, and stop silencing the voices that are doing the work and calling out the bias um, so that, you know, I don't end up the next Sandra Bland. Honestly,
2: I, I, I want to repeat this so people hear it. You know, I'm going to say it with my chest. I'm not saying 10 percent worse. I'm saying 10 times. Right. To 100 times worse.
0: Right. It's crazy. For
2: black women. Think about that for a minute. So, I mean, there's other numbers in here, um, and they're horrible too. Um, you know, there's another study where, um, basically they find that for African American women, it's, you know, um, 34% or worse, uh, more inaccurate than it is for light skinned, uh, you know, white men. But there are studies like 100 times worse. It's like, when you say one hundred times worse, like were you even trying? Did you even see You weren't even
0: trying? You couldn't That's have even thing. sampled black even women trying. if you are right. one
2: hundred times right, you know, less accurate when you're you there know, there are uh, like
0: three pictures of sisters that you use to train this algorithm <laughs> and that was it. And they was all light skinned. You know what I mean? I was just like, Come on, man, like like help a sister out. I I, I don't want to be the next the next victim of this because you didn't bother to do the work.
2: Yeah, so, and, and it's the,
3: to say and the and the problem with this is you know it extends way more deeper into just or way more involved than just police interactions Absolutely. Mis, misidentifications at airports or at wherever the case may be you know this goes into technology as it relates to autonomous vehicles simply because if you've got <laughs> if you are mis ID in us when it comes to police interactions and airport stops or whatever. Imagine when people just push this technology forward because it's technology we assume is trusted. So you put it and integrate it into everything, Mm -hmm. including driving cars. So if I'm having a hard time at the airport getting the the, the, uh, the soap dispenser to recognize my skin to wash my hands. Imagine what's going to happen when I'm walking a crosswalk and we got all these autonomous vehicles out here who, and I'm uh, reading a story here to where it says researchers at the Georgia Institute of Technology find a state of the art detection systems such as sensors and cameras using self driving cars are better at detecting people with lighter skin tones. So. Last place I want to be is in a crosswalk when one of these cars right. comes by and
2: it can't detect my skin skin tone. <laughs> they saying autonomous vehicles be, be out here playing pedestrian bowling. With their <laughs> Basically, that, 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 <laughs> that's just a, when you think about it. You know, on the surface, it's just amazing. It's like I have a better chance of being hit by a self driving car because I'm me. That's uh, <laughs> it's awful. It's it,
0: absolutely awful.
2: And we will, you know, in our show notes, we will definitely link to the uh you know, that one Twitter article that I know you're talking about, Terrence, where uh is showing that, you know, dark skinned man cannot actually get a soap dispenser to work. Uh, Terrence you and I are about the same hue. now some people will call us dark Skin we aren't we're very no. medium Medium brown because if you see Somebody that's dark skin you would say oh yeah Terrence and Rob are not <laughs> but it doesn't Work for you know for us Sometimes
0: is that why the soap Is because I, I like every now And again you know when I'm trying to get the water To come out like I could get the soap or like it, it, the soap maybe comes out later, or it doesn't see. But then the water is always like yeah. fronting on me, and and I'm sitting here with this handful of soap, and I can't get the water. Is that the the the, the sink is hating on me? <laughs> yes, is that, it is. is that what you telling me?
2: It's like, like the, they don't want you the, to have clean hands stuff at the airport,
0: right? Well, I mean, maybe because, you know, all of these new reports about celebrities that don't bathe, they just don't think anybody wants to wash their hands. I don't know, but um, (laughs) that's a whole nother story. But I do, I do like, even like when I'm in the gym or like anywhere, I have to wash my hands that uses sensors. There is a, sometimes a little bit of a delay or I have to do it twice or three times. times or, you know, something like that. And, and I just, I just thought that, you know, Oh, the, this is just, the cheap, they bought the cheap version of the sensor or whatever, but it, it didn't occur to me that there was an actual reason, an uh, algorithmic, an AI reason, an AI biased reason behind why I can't wash my hands as as effectively and efficiently as somebody else. That's insane.
2: Yeah, it's. I mean, basically, all that stuff has to be programmed. Um, That sensor doesn't just sense on its own. Someone had to put ones and zeros in there to tell it. When you see this color operate, don't operate when you see these other colors. So it actually looks less us as many.
0: I was under the impression that it was just based off of movement, you know, when it would see if something passes across the front of the sensor at a certain distance. So anything, if anything passes across the front of the sensor at a certain distance, it should turn on, ideally. Like, but y'all telling me that ain't the case. Like, look, what's up? Look,
3: I could be tripping. I could be <laughs> exaggerating. I could be reaching. I don't but know, I'm, man. But that's, like, that's, listen. The, and, that's a, and that's the point. This technology is going to be built into right. everything because it's right. technology. Our society, we love technology. We're going to, we're going to, uh, if we can, we will, right? It's not a question of whether should or not we? we should. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. It's going to be done. So you can imagine this technology is going to start being integrated into everything. Like I mentioned cars. So why wouldn't we make that leap or make that explanation when it comes to something as simple as a soap dispenser or a lotion dispenser in a bathroom? You know, I mean, it's, it's not it's not it's not a far reach. You know, a lot of people would be listening, and maybe say, ah, they exaggerate. Ah, uh, it's not there. It, playing uh, the race card. Oh, right, right. The race card and everything. I mean, but we've got story after story after story, stat, and, after, and stat after stat
0: after stat. Studies to prove, yeah. And
2: studies to prove it. Yeah, and this clearly it has affected all of us. Um, I remember, I I literally just was on vacation a couple of weeks ago, and it's just I kind of know, you know, I, I saw this, you know, this uh this Twitter article or, or this Twitter this tweet a few years ago, so it's been out in the ether for a while. But ever since I've seen it I just now know if they have a paper dispenser I'll just grab the paper dispenser and the trick is you stick it under you know on top of your hand and then pull it back real quick and then you know because it's it's all the white You know, paper. It thought that there was a hand under it, and then you pull the paper away, and then the soap will hit your hand. That is a trick I've been doing for a couple of years,
0: man. Can you? I mean, just listen to what you just said, man. You you putting a piece of paper over your hand. You you sneaking it in. You snatching it back. You keeping the hand like that should never have to happen.
2: I would, I would imagine that a lot of folks might be like you, Steph, where they don't realize that it's because of their skin color that the sensor's not picking up on them the first time because it's just what it's always been. It's not like right. it works. Sometimes right. it doesn't work. No, you're always, always how do I get this in yes. there? sticking the hand um, in
0: there like, two and three times. On, and then you know, finally, maybe I guess it must see my palm when it finally does actually give me the soap or, or something like that, as opposed to the back of my hand. But it, it, yeah. it, it's, it's just, it's just, you know, it, it's so disheartening. You know, especially for us who, who love technology, who, who love to see the advances, who, who anticipate what it's going to be able to do for all of us and how it's going to be able to change our lives to know that there are still these little things, you know, because of human, you know, because of our human condition, you know, in this country and around the world. And, and it, it is just, it is just very disheartening to know that these little things still exist in a, in a space that is supposed to be Colorblind and democratic and meritocratic, meritocratic or whatever, um, you know, all of those things that these little things still exist. It, it, it is very, very disheartening. I yeah. need, I need Google and them to do better.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. Visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.
2: I was just in the car the other day and I was listening to one of the, you know, one of the local uh, radio shows and it's not a tech show at all, but this came up. It was a sister who was on one of these shows. She just came off a vacation and she was complaining about, I don't even know why I do global entry because it always lets me get out, but it never lets me get back in. And the reason is because when she, she you know, she's going on vacation, she's coming back tanned. And she's like, every time that I come back and I have any kind of tan, the facial recognition doesn't get me. So I have to go to an additional line where they have to check my passport and do all the stuff that I was hoping that global entry would alleviate me from having to do. So it's it's not always someone getting arrested or, right. you know, someone being misidentified. It is everyday, um, you know, little stuff. And I'm sure that there are a lot of people are thinking, well, well that's, that's not, you know, a big deal. And, you know, if it was just one person, one time, it wouldn't necessarily be a big deal, but it's a lot of people, a lot of the, a time, lot of the time. And the answer is, oh, it's just not a big deal every time. So, you know, you know th- this needs to be addressed because if it was a larger segment of the population that disaffected, it, it, it would get corrected. And that's all Definitely. that we're asking is that, you know, You need to correct it. Um, And then, you know, when you come out with the next new thing, put some, you know, some people who have a different perspective on your development teams and let them ask some questions that you didn't necessarily think to ask to make sure that you aren't discriminating against someone implicitly, uh, you know, with an implicit bias because you just didn't think. Like I said, you know, um, a lot of people would say that Terrence and I are dark skinned brothers. We are not. We're not not even close. I consider myself, um, I consider myself caramel, but continues, caramel continues. So, continue, continue, <laughs> continue. Um, so like, you know, like, example, you know, we've got a story in our notes about Twitter. I mean, you know, Twitter has shown and, and they're working on this. But, you know, when Twitter is using AI to pick out faces, it prefers lighter tone faces, regardless of what it is that is being talked about. So you know, there's a there's a thing out there for folks who are listening who have not heard this term called Black Twitter, and it is a thing. Um, and you should spend some time and uh, investigate, learn about it. it. It it'll it'll make you smile. There's some really cool stuff on Black Twitter. But even with Black Twitter, it doesn't say, like maybe, black faces. So no. maybe Black Twitter would be our uh, second episode. But uh, continue. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying that. Uh, you know, you, you know, even Here's when.
0: I think you know the, these are all, I, you know, like you said, something that people would con- consider minor inconveniences. Why are you? It's not a big deal. Just you know, run your hand under the sensor another another time or whatever. But but there are some instances where where the use of AI is life or death for people of color, and that's in healthcare mm-hmm. because Absolutely. we talk about facial recognition and, and the and the AI that goes into facial recognition. But there's also <laughs> artificial intelligence and algorithms being used in how Uh, people get treated and how people are, are allowed to receive treatment by insurance companies, um, and healthcare companies. And, and there was an article I read in, in Nature and the one particular statistic that stood out to me the most, uh, because they, because the algorithms don't consider black people to be as sick as they consider white people to be when they have the same symptoms, when, when all of the other, you know, thing, everything else being equal, they still won't consider black people to be as sick. So they won't recommend the same type of treatment for a black person as they would Uh for a white person. And the statistic that stood out to me is with the, with the algorithm as it stands, the, the, one of the main ones that, that a lot of the healthcare organizations use, with the algorithm as it stands, there were 17%, 17.7% of Black people that got extra care that they needed versus 46.5% that should have gotten the extra care that they needed. You know what I mean? And I think about my mom who has high blood pressure and, you know, is, is older and, and, and my father who has diabetes and high blood pressure and heart disease and all of these different things who would go into a doctor's office and not receive the same type of care as somebody who maybe didn't even have all of those things because of the color of their skin. I think about myself, you know, when I'm, when I'm advocating and trying to make sure that I get the right amount of health care, if I ever did decide to get pregnant, maternal health care and mortality, like, like it, it, it's, it's, you know, we're 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 having fun with the idea that you know we might get hit run over by a, a self-driving car and we're trying to keep this topic light but at the end of the day we really are in a battle for life and death with the way these algorithms are biased towards people of color and and we really really got to keep doing the work of raising that awareness and making sure that these teams get more diverse
3: right and not it, only like, that you know you think of those same people like you know uh T- Stephanie that you mentioned you know that builds Even more of a distrust
2: in the health system,
3: because like you mentioned, if you go to a doctor, you know, you go to a hospital and algorithm says, well, or does this and this outcome that happens, then you're already okay. You've just solidified. My distrust that I I had in the health system, Mm -hmm. and then you end up not coming or not coming as frequently or not coming when you should, and then that's how you know you 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 avoid the hospital until you end up with stage four this and advanced that and whatever the case may be, because this actually builds into our psyche. You know that could be
2: damaging just to our mental. Oh, absolutely. And I think when it comes to healthcare, and we don't have to dive into this in, in this show, but, you know, I, I threw out the term implicit, uh, bias. I think when it comes to healthcare, there's a whole lot of systemic, you know, bias and absolutely. just racism in yeah, there as well. Yeah, yeah. But also, but, but, but there is still a lot of implicit. So one of the studies I was looking at, um, about this, I think it might be, you know, one of the same ones, uh, you were looking at Stephanie was that it was talking about, uh, how much, um, you know, someone spent On healthcare as a determinant, um, to how much healthcare they actually needed, how bad things were. So historically, African Americans spend less on healthcare, regardless of what the reason, you know, for spending in the first place is. So you could have a, a, you know, a white person historically that if they, you know, if they sprain their ankle, they may actually go to the hospital, get the MRI, spend significantly more. From a healthcare standpoint, than the black person who has the exact same injury. The black person just may, I'm not doing, I'm not, I'm not going to get the MRI. I'm not doing, you know, I, well, let's just, before I go spend 10 grand for one test, let's just see if ice and compression help. And so custom. you tend to spend less so either, on it. Right, so, yes, yeah, so <laughs> <I> literally, <laughs> rub some robot tests. <laughs> <laughs> what the Chris Rock's great stay ups, but, uh, you know but the, the the problem with that is that if you're looking at just how much people spend on healthcare you automatically are going to be biased in that because different groups of people spend different amounts for the same thing so, so that gets so, coded right into the technology it gets coded right, right, right into, into
0: technology absolutely
2: so, so yeah so, so these are things that we uh, you know we, we definitely need you know to look at
0: and then and when we do try to diversify the space You know, even that gets shut down. That brings me to Tim Nick Gabriel, who worked at Google. She was their leading, you know, she co-led their ethical AI team. So she was widely regarded and still is widely regarded as one of the four most, you know, authorities on artificial intelligence and and the and the ethics that need to go behind how these algorithms are getting programmed. And they and they pushed her out because she found out something that was probably gonna hurt their bottom line.
2: Yeah, sure did. Ethics don't mean nearly as much when it affects how much you make.
0: No, (laughs) not at all. You (laughs) can always
2: excuse.
0: Ethics ethics become optics (laughs) when, when it, when the money is on the line. You should put
2: that on a t-shirt. Ethics (laughs) become optics because that's exactly right. It's like. Oh, yeah, we are. We are really, really into making sure that we're doing all this stuff that is ethically right until it actually affects how much money we make. And then, oh, no, exactly. That person that illustrated what was wrong. They got to go.
3: And then instead of them like working with her and saying, you know, like you mentioned going back, Rob, you mentioned that story about Twitter and Twitter actually put out a statement. And this is, of course, it could be the optics again where they say, you know, we are working to do better. And they've mm-hmm. actually said, okay, well, they've got to give." they gave a better explanation of how they do uh, cropping images when it comes to this sort of thing, you know, so they kind of opened up, you know, or were more open about how they do this technologies. But it's just strange that instead of them, Google in this case saying, okay, uh, we want to thank our uh, scientists you know, she has uncovered this new thing that we need to, we know we need to work better on. And as a, as a matter of fact, we're going to make her lead of this team right. so they can do more explanation or more, a deeper dive into this research. Like you said, it went back to uh, the bottom line and said, okay, well, she, it sounds like she's going to cause a problem for us. Let's just go ahead and rub that uh, run this sweep this under the rug. And you, it always, it, it helps. Uh, it hurts rather to, to wonder how many times has this been done before? Instead of right. them attacking this problem head
2: on, it's saying, okay, we're just going to sweep this whole Shoot under the, the rug. the messenger,
0: basically. Right.
2: right. Yeah. And, and, and to call a spade a spade, with Twitter, them fixing their algorithm and getting it right ultimately bolsters their bottom line. In the case with Google, Not so much. He's like, no, this is going to cost us money. (laughs) Right, We're going to go a different direction because we're not trying to come off of the level of effort that is going to take to fix these things. So we would rather just not have the person who's calling them out here.
0: I will say, you know, because you know, we don't want to be Debbie Downers. Yeah, um, that's true. Google is, <laughs> well, you know, I will be if I need to be because, you know, we'll need to be called out. But I would say Google is actually changing some of the, up- or upgrading or updating some of the software in their um, image processing for their cameras. So the new Pixel phones this fall will have better image processing that will better recognize dark faces. There was an issue about not recognizing curly hair or wavy hair especially against a darker background and when you're using portrait mode and different things like that. So, you know, that, that, these are the, I mean, we're, we're, we're clearly going to have to do this incrementally and and in, and in baby steps. So, you know, that's one thing. I also appreciate the fact that, you know, in response to um, a few major cities pledging not to use facial recognition in law enforcement, um, like Amazon's recognition system, Microsoft system, a few other big Big tech systems have 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 taken their systems offline until they can really dive into the AI and the algorithms and and make sure that you know that bias is 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 as mitigated as it can be. So you know I you know I, I like as as with anything else in this country that relates to race, you know we gotta take it one step at a time. But it does look like um, some of the companies are at least recognizing that there is a problem that needs to be addressed.
2: Yeah, I think it's definitely good that you have, you know, governments, municipalities, they're saying we're not going to use this. But I think it's also, uh, you know, something we should note that companies that created are now going to their customers and saying you can no longer use it for this. It's not accurate enough. Um, and, and that helps, too, because I think we all would agree there are some places that they could really care less about whether or not it's accurate or not it's a tool that we have. We paid for it. There's a lot of people up. We're going to use this software. Um, And uh, like I said, it's, it's, I I can't get beyond that. in some cases that this is 10 to 100 times more inaccurate for for black women, women. 10 to 100 (laughs) times more accurate. Where else in society, where, where in society is that acceptable? Amongst our fair complected brothers and sisters out there, when, when, when could you say it's like, yeah, we're going to use this for you know for you know for for white women? It could be a hundred times more inaccurate than it is for white men. Well, we're going to use still, it anyway. We're gonna still going. We're still going to go ahead and roll with
0: it. It'll never happen.
2: Right. It right.
0: Will never ever happen.
3: And I think again, the concern, like I mentioned before, is this is going to go forward. We're not going to table. Artificial intelligence. We're not going to table uh, facial recognition. This is going forward. They're going to find new practical, or in our case, impractical ways to use this. And I just think, you know, to be more proactive, you know, something as simple as going back to Tim McGabrew and, you know, from Google, you know, more diversity in research. That's it. I mean, that is a simple thing that we have been talking about. Diversity in technology in general, you know, when you have a specific problem that affects black folks as it relates to technology, the proactive thing before this becomes minority report, before this becomes Skynet, <laughs> would be to add more diversity in research, you know, development and implement- implementation.
0: Absolutely. And I got to call out another uh uh, woman of color researcher joy and and please forgive me joy if you're listening cuz i'm about to really do my best on your last name um bolamwini bolamwini Bol- bolamwini I think that's it. and Winnie. That's what I'm going with. Uh Joy Brillinwinny. Uh, she is a researcher at MIT. She was the subject of a Netflix documentary called Coded Bias. And um, because she did a ton of research in this, in this very field, the facial recognition field. And she also works um and founded an organization called the algorithm algorithmic justice league um that is continuing this work and fighting to get more diverse diverse voices in the space so you know there there's folks out there fighting the good fight
2: absolutely so what do you guys think um you know besides you know, the obvious thing is hire more diverse work staffs, you know, you know a work you have a diverse workforce, you'll hear different opinions, you'll hear different thoughts. But beyond that, what are some of the things that organizations can do to try to make sure that their algorithms are not being biased against people of color, against women, against a particular demographic?
0: Well, don't be lazy. I mean, you know, there there are some issues around bigger data sets partially that was part of what uh Timnit was at Google was was um calling out was the fact that to to train these data sets to to be the most effective in their artificial intelligence it takes a lot of energy the same way it takes to mine bitcoin it takes that same amount of energy to train these data sets to recognize faces and do things like that so you know that the, the 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 bottom line piece of it may be part of the reason why we don't get as, as much data in the system as, 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 as white people may get because it just takes too much time and too much money and too much energy and, and too many resources to add that much data. But maybe pull back on the amount of, you know, data you're using for, for someone else and for, a, for a time at least and add more because it literally just boils down to you haven't used enough data to train your system. Um, and, and whether be, whether, because you didn't even think to use it, like you said, the implicit bias, like, oh, I didn't even think to put, you know, 10 black pictures in here when I have a hundred white pictures, um, you know, use, use more data and, 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 and figure out how, what that looks like in the, in the grand scheme of, of training your systems. Like that seems like such an easy fix. Just use more data.
3: Right. And then until then, they get to those being able to train those big data sets. You know, there, I know it sounds counterproductive, but you may need more human oversight. Again, like I mentioned, that's absolutely, counter, that's counterproductive to, you know, artificial because it's artificial mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be rapid, it's supposed to be more accurate, so on and so forth. But throughout this whole, you know, episode, we have pointed out specific ways to where it's not as accurate. So until we can get to where you can train those big data sets, you're going to need human oversight, especially especially when it comes to putting black folks in hurt, harm, or danger, police interactions, right. you, know, uh, um,
0: you know, hit by cars. You're right, right. I
3: was
2: <laughs> trying to come up with a better way to say it, but you, know, like you <laughs> got to play frogger with the Ubers out there. Yeah. You know, okay. we're going to have self driving Ubers at some point, and you got to play frogger with them.
0: And you got to like- play frogger. And don't let it be nighttime. You really right. doubly. <laughs>
2: So, guys, good episode one, or you know what? We can't call this one. Let's call this episode zero. Um, You know, I've enjoyed uh, having this conversation. And, you know, I think that we're going to be able to have, uh, you know, more conversations, uh, you know, like this. Um, You know, as I said at the beginning of the show, what we want the Tech John to be is not necessarily a second take, but a second look at the news that is going on you know when, when we start doing regular shows we're going to actually you know break down you know about a lot of big tech stories that have happened uh you know you know during the week or previous couple of weeks and we're going to break them down you know how they affect us sometimes it's not going to be any difference but sometimes many times uh there will be and uh you know th- those are the kind of conversations that we're going to have here on the Tech Nine. so um i don't know uh I want to allow you two to to uh, give everybody your uh, credentials, so how you know how folks can get at you um, if they want to, you know, send you a tweet or send you an Instagram or Snapchat or whatever. Uh, uh, Stephanie, why don't you go ahead and start?
0: Yep, I am all around the web at Tech Steph, T E C H L I F E S T E P H. Hit me on IG, send me a DM, or you can always visit my website at TillDeathDoYouTweet
3: Yep, and you can find me uh, Terrence Gaines also known like I mentioned as Brother Tech B-R-O-T-H-A not E-R I'm not Brother <laughs> Tech I'm Brother <laughs> Tech <laughs> you can find me on Twitter Instagram and Facebook at that handle and also like I mentioned before me and my co-host Nika Monford we run a uh, Apple-centric podcast called Snob OS. you can find us on the internets at SnobOS
2: and I am all things at rob dunwood um and you can check me out on my podcast the smr podcast and you can also check me out on daily tech news show i'm a regular contributor there and uh and on a couple times a month so just want to thank you guys for uh for joining me and want to thank all the listeners for uh you know giving us an opportunity to get in front of you with uh the check john where you're going to hear things from a little bit of a different perspective hope you enjoyed.